thank you for who you are. We thank you for your worth. We do say that we are amazed by you. And Lord, we ask for a fresh awakening of our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, a fresh enlightening of our hearts, where that amazement might have grown cold. Lord, we ask that you would revive that, that we would be fascinated, in love, marveling at your glory, at your majesty, at your worth in this season. And Lord, that 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 amazement, that fascination with Jesus would strengthen us to obey every word that he has commanded us, every uh, thing that he is telling us to do in this season. We ask you for fresh strength um, just to walk worthy of Jesus Christ. In your son's name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, we are excited to be with you this evening, Wednesday evening here, the uh, what is it? The 6th of May. Can't believe we're already in May. My goodness. <laughs> this? Although I think for some of us, it's like, oh, wow, April was a long month. Let's get out of April and into May. Uh, but uh, we are just blessed to be with you. You know, on Tuesday, uh, we were with our staff and, um, and boy, it was such a sweet time. We ended up just kind of going around the room and around the, around the Zoom and around the room and, uh, and just... Uh, just hearing everyone's hearts of, of where we are, and a lot of it coming off of uh, what I shared on Sunday. And, and I felt like Sunday was really the, uh, it's, it was stirring to stir the waters, to really some stir things up. I feel like the Lord is, is about to move in some really amazing ways, and He's resetting things for our life. Um, and he's, he's, <laughs> we see it happening, but uh, to be aware of it. And, uh, and so now here we are, we're entering into these new things. And as we went around and just had the, um, the staff and everybody began to share uh, what was going on, and it was so cool. We had the, all our interns were there as well, and um, to hear their hearts and what the Lord is stirring in their hearts and how that uh, links in and ties in with what God's doing just with this church and with where we're going. It was such a, such a sweet time, such, a, such an amazing time. And, and I just want to say to the to the generations that are, we're all one generation right now, but to the younger generation, to the, to the millennials and to the, the Gen Zers, um, and am I missing any of the? <laughs> Alpha's the one after that. Alpha. Alpha, Alpha. Uh, yeah. okay. So, wow, I, did, I didn't know that. So there's another one, a new one, yeah. the Alphas, and to the Alphas. But I just want to say, it, this is not just about the older generation. This is really about... Again, I talked a little bit about it, but we're passing the baton on eventually here. Um, and we're going to go from this place. And there's a generation that's going to be raised up after us. But boy, I want to be a generation uh, that does this well, that, that, um, that we handle our part well. We run the race well. And we, we do it by setting our eyes on the Lord. It's, that's the Hebrews 12. Um, there's no other way to run a race. Uh, run a race. Run a Run a race well, <laughs> other than that. Hard to say. Set, I set our eyes on the Lord. Tongue twisters there. Uh, the uh, I I felt like today's message, the kind of the focus of this is the church in action, or the ecclesia in action. Um, so as we as we're sharing today, this is really kind of a follow up of Sunday in in where we're going and and what the Lord is leading us into, and uh, and I want to say. 
this is an exciting time, and uh, you are born and are alive and are here for this time, for such a time as this. I know we hear that a lot, but I believe that there is an opportune time right now. It's, it's a Kairos time that we're actually in, and I know we go, well, that's, what is this Greek stuff? Just know that, that the Lord doesn't always work in just in years, months, days. He doesn't say, well, okay, it's, uh, it's the 21st of June or of, you know, whatever month, and, and now I'm going to do, do what I want to do. He actually, most of the things the Lord does is based on Kairos times, of when it's the opportune time. When Jesus came to the earth, it was a Kairos moment. It wasn't a Kronos moment. It was actually set, it's, it's the opportune time had come. And, and that's when Jesus entered, uh, entered the game and uh, on earth. And so um, there was just some things I'm going to share, and then I think these guys will really share the good stuff here. But I'll just start with a few things. And, uh, and I am feeling like, like this is an amazing time. I, I was just, when I was talking to the staff on Tuesday, um, in Joshua 1, um, first of all, we have this, it's that be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And it's not wherever you stay. We've talked about that. That This is the time where we're taking territory. He says, wherever you place your foot, you're going to take territory. Now, the territory that they took in Joshua was a foreshadowing of the territory that we're going to take, that we're to take now through Jesus. And, and Jesus says in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. And so here we have the opportunity where to go make disciples. And then he says, surely I will be with you until the end of the age. And I am with you always. And so it's that same thing that it says in Joshua when the Lord said this to Joshua. This is what Jesus is telling us now. And he's saying, go and make disciples. Why? Because everywhere you place your foot, you're going to take territory. The, this is that the harvest is ripe, but the, the labors, they are few. And uh, and I think sometimes we're like, wow, this is really tough to try to bring people into the kingdom. I got to tell you, it has not been tough. Is when we're, We've been sharing the gospel lately with people, especially in these times when things are difficult, and people are, they're so ready to say yes to the Lord. And they're actually just waiting for that invitation. They're just waiting for someone to say, hey, have you ever, have you ever made Jesus Lord of your life? And they're like, I want to do it. I want to do that. And people are so excited. So we just, we need to be the ones to just hold out that, that, that uh, word of life and be that light to them and say, man, I got something that you, once you experience this, uh, there's nothing better. The life on earth that we get to live and then the, the eternal life that we get to have uh, with, with Christ. And we get to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We live, we get to live with the Holy Spirit. So, um, I kind of jumped off there, but what I, what I wanted to hit in Joshua 1 is that here was, you've had, you had a generation that for 40 years they had been in the desert, and they didn't know when they were going to get to cross the Jordan. They didn't know when they were going into the promised land. But then all of a sudden, here's the Lord, and he goes, it says, he said this, go through, this is in uh, uh, Joshua 1, 11, it says, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready three days from now. You will go and cross the Jordan. Here, you'll cross it here, and you'll go in, and you will take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. If you were to hear these words, if you imagine you've been sitting there 40 years, and you're like, 
I don't know what we're doing. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're like, three days from now, get your stuff together, get your supplies, be ready, because three days from now, you're crossing over. I, I, I think my first thought would be, well, Lord, like, it's been 40 years. Can't you give me a little more than three days' notice? <laughs> and I, I would just say, I think this is the way the Lord works sometimes. Is It's not... There are opportune times, and will we step into it? Will we go, and will we be prepared to go? They were prepared. They didn't realize they were prepared, but they were preparing, and the Lord said, now's the time. Now's the opportune time. You're crossing over. Your hearts are ready. You're ready to go. And here's the thing I believe. We are crossing over. We're crossing into new territory. We're crossing into a new kind of, uh, it's, it's new land, and everything is different. Uh, on one side of the Jordan, they had manna, and they had water from the Lord, and their clothes didn't wear out, and it was, it, was a, it was that season, but the Lord was bringing them through the wilderness. Now they're crossing over. Things are different. They're no longer going to have the manna. They no longer have the water. They no longer have the clothes that don't wear out, but now they have the land, and now they're taking territory, and they're moving into new things, and this is, this is the wineskins that we are moving into in this season. So, I'm so excited for where we're going. Uh, let me just say this, and then I'm going to pass it on. We, uh, Lynn Hart, she was with us uh, in our time when we were gathering, and she had this dream about this home, and she said it was like a horrible dream. It was like <laughs> to see this, it was a house, and it was, it, it kind of looked nice on the upper level, but then as you went down into like the, the subfloor, the basement, and looked it was this mess of, like, it actually wasn't even, it was, everything was barely being held up, and it was kind of this, uh, she was saying it was um, uh, the clays, like, you could see the clay, like, and it was, um, like, swelling in areas up and down, and, and there were some ladders that were kind of holding things up, and it looked like things that were, like, there was, there was uh, um, some holes that you could fall into, and but it looked like the house was about to collapse. Everything was about to come crumbling down. And, uh, and I believe what we were seeing is that this was really an old wineskin. It's kind of the religious things that have been established. And let me say, uh, it's not that the things of old for us, I don't think that it's necessarily that they were wrong, that we were doing the wrong thing. But the Lord is calling us into new things. He's calling us into... into uh, kind of new structures and new wineskins. And so we cannot hold on to the old and move into the new. And this is the word that she had from the Lord. And I asked her if I could share this because I felt like it was so powerful. She said, the Lord said, you cannot let the next generation buy this house that you once lived in. And that's what she was saying. The next generation, they were coming in, they're going, oh yeah, we'll buy the house. We'll take this house. And she's like, no, you don't, you don't want this house. Let me show you. Like, it's a mess. <laughs> like the foundation is crumbling. And so she said, uh, the Lord said, you cannot let the next generation buy the house that you once lived in. That structure for my people is no longer viable or sustainable and cannot be repaired. The foundation underneath has been nearly completely eroded by man-made attempts to shore it up. It is coming down. Make no mistake. It cannot be fixed by man. I am moving you out. Uh, I'm moving you all out of it. Get out now. Don't try to salvage it. It cannot hold weight, and it is full of fear and dead man's religion. The only treasure in it are my people. 
my next generation and their kids. It was, a very, it was very sobering and weighty to see this. And then this last part she said was, it was all about Joshua 5 and the next generation being identified, set apart, and separated to him, and then healed and revived so that they were to make fit, uh, they were made fit to take Jericho. And so, uh, and the verse, there was another verse in here just in, uh, in Hebrews 9 that says, the Holy Spirit is showing by this, that the way into the most high place was not yet disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still standing. goes on to say, this is an illustration of the present time. And that present time, that word is kairos. That's that kairos time, not a chronos time, not a yearly time, but the opportune time. So it says that, that this is an, an illustration of the present chronos or uh, kairos time indicating that the gifts and the sacrifice being, sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper because the worshiper now is to worship in spirit and in truth. And then the last part, it just says, uh, they are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. And that, that time, again, that's the Kairos time. So, uh, I'm excited. I feel like this is, we've been talking about this for some time, and, and the Lord is stirring hearts, and I think what we need to look at now is, what is He calling us into, and at the same time, what is He calling us out of? Amen. Something that just came to me when she had that word of Joshua 5, that this is a Joshua 5 moment. You know, in Joshua 5, you see the new generation, and they're circumcised, and they're set apart to the Lord, and then they celebrate a Passover. And so they, I mean, for us, it's a, it's a, the Lord's separating us, and we're focusing on Jesus. And then what happens? The commander of the Lord's army, he shows up, and Joshua bows, he takes off his sandals, he worships before him, and and in this crossing the Jordan, now that they're on this other side, they are to follow the commander of the Lord's armies. And so they're being led. And I, I feel that for us in this season. We're being led. Um, they didn't know every battle they were going to be led into. They didn't know everything that was before them. But the commander of the Lord's armies started to talk to them about the next thing, about Jericho that was ahead of them. And they saw power and they saw glory and they were taking terri- territory. And for us, this territory, it's people coming into the kingdom. It, it is the harvest. It is the wheat being gathered into the Lord's barn. And, and this, is, this is the go and make disciples. Go into all the nations. Well, America is one of those nations. Our town is one of those nations. We are those people that Jesus was talking about. And his heart is for them to know him, for them to be baptized, for them to be taught by him through us. And so... Yeah. And, and nations is, really, it's a people group. Yeah. It's, it's people. Sometimes we get like, oh, go into all the, like, the countries. It's not the countries, right? Though, right? It's, it's like the nations. Are, he just wants people. That's his treasured possession. Right. That's what he's looking for. So, yeah. It's good. And I was in this this weekend. I, uh, I wasn't planning on being in this, but I just woke up 
And I, I had this fun thought of, I just want to see Jesus in the Psalms. And, and so I started to go to the New Testament and see how the Psalms were used. And I was pulled to a few Psalms, Psalm 110. Uh, but then I was also pulled to Psalm, uh, I was pulled to Psalm 16. But then Psalm 2, I was camping out here and, uh, and I just want to read this and I'll explain it uh, just briefly. And then I'll pass it on to you, uh, Andrew. Um, Verse 7 in Psalm 2 says, I will tell of the decree. And then it says, the Lord, which is the Father, the context of this is the Father talking to the Son. He says, the Lord said to me, and that's Jesus, you are my Son. Today I have begotten you. And so in the New Testament, Paul and Peter they talk about this begotten as the resurrection and the ascension and the coronation of Jesus sitting on his throne and all the nations being put all the all of his, until all of his enemies are put under his feet and so you are my son Jesus today i have begotten you you're sitting at my side and then this is what the father tells Jesus to ask him he says this Jesus ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, and I will make the ends of the earth your possession. And I feel like uh, the way Jesus is leading us in this season is he's, he's inviting us into the same prayer, into the same vision, into the same mission that is on his heart. I want my inheritance in Castle Rock, in the Front Range, in Colorado Springs. I want my heritage. I want my harvest. I am the Lord of the harvest. It's my harvest, and I want it. And and I want it to the ends of the earth, the ends of the earth being Jesus' possession. And I just began to pray this. It was actually yesterday. I was, I was praying this, like, Lord, use me. Lord, I'm asking for the same thing. I want you to have your inheritance. Use me however you want to use me. Lead me however you want to lead me. But I want to be about your desires and your heart. And uh, and it was just, um, it was touching me in, in a new way. And I know this verse, you know, you, you've read, I've read Psalm 2 a lot. And but it just, it hit me in a fresh way. And I was like, yes, I'm saying yes to this again. Um, it was so fun. I was up here on Saturday and, and we were passing out food and we were praying for people. And, and I had brought uh, my daughter, Zion, my wife, my daughter, Zion, my, my daughter, Harvest. And, uh, and Zion, she was in preparing food. And I just, as I was praying with people, I just had it on my heart. I was like, uh, my daughter has to be a part of this, so I, I went. She's fifteen. Yeah, she's fifteen 15. years old. Yeah, so I went and and got her. I, I didn't tell her what I was going to ask her to do. I was like, "Hey, Zion, follow me." You know, she's like, "Okay." <laughs> not, Tri- not knowing. Tricked yeah. her. He tricked her. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you could trick your kids when it's godly. <laughs> but I, but I said, "Hey, uh, why don't you just be alongside me? We're just praying for people. We're listening to the Lord. We're sharing the impressions that He's." He's giving us, maybe we're going to lead someone to salvation, um, but just be alongside me. And, and she said this phrase, and Zion, I'm sorry if you're listening and I'm calling you up, but she said this, she said, 
She said, she was so excited. She was like, yes, I want to. But she was like, but dad, you pray, uh, you pray first and then I'll, and then I'll follow you. And then you follow me. And she was like, and if I say something wrong, you can like correct it or something like that. And I loved that because that's, that's the way we all feel. Like we don't want to do it wrong. We don't want to mess up, you know. Uh, but this phrase, as I was encouraging her, this, uh, this encouragement came out of my heart, but then it really spoke to me as well. I said, Zion, it's not the eloquent words we pray. It's who we're praying to. The language part does not matter. The, it's, it's the power of who we are asking. And then I said, and then as you, if you get an impression, it's not the way you're going to say it that's going to change a heart or a life. It's the power of the Holy Spirit on your words that are that are being that sword and that are dividing uh, soul and spirit, joint and marrow. They're getting inside someone, but we have to be the ones that say it. And so in this season, I think that it was a good encouragement for me. Like Marcus, as you're praying for people, it doesn't matter. It's not about the eloquent speech. It's about the power of who can answer that prayer. And as you give that impression, as you give that prophetic word, as if you sense that someone, you, you might not be a believer, would you like to know Jesus? It's not us saying it, though it is. It's the Holy Spirit inside of us. It's that 2 Corinthians 5, we are the ambassadors as if God is speaking directly through us to other people so that they can be reconciled with the Father. So, uh, it was a fun time on Saturday. I just told the staff, I am so excited right now. I am so encouraged for what the We're Lord to wants to do. about to jump out of our skin. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm excited to go, uh, let's, Lord, how do you, you might want to do this differently in the next season. What does that look like? And I actually want to invite you into that question. Not to try to figure it out, not to, I know when you hear like something news coming, like different personalities handle that different ways. And some people are like, well, tell me what the new is. I think we all need to be in the season of Lord, what are you doing? And how can we be about your business? And we want anything that you want for us in this season. And we all start asking that question together. Anna said, a, Anna Carlson said a, uh, a phrase on Tuesday in our staff meeting. Um, she was quoting Jeremiah 33, 3, and it says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I, I think the point is, is that we don't have to know this. We don't have to know where we're going. What we do is we just seek the Lord. That, that scripture about ask me and I'll give you the nations, that other word for the ask is seek. Like seek me, call on me, ask me. I'll give you the nations. He is the Lord of the harvest, and he's looking for a people that are going to say yes to steward his kingdom. We don't have to know what we're doing. If you look at the disciples, they didn't have a clue. I mean, they really did not have a clue. Peter, like the worst of them all, like he messed up how many times? Like over and over and over again. Jesus didn't say, hey, you got to learn how to do this better. All he did, he says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. He didn't say, like, learn this, study this, practice it, make sure you got it down, and then maybe you can feed my sheep. He's like, if you love me, just feed my sheep. Amen. Just love my lambs. Just take care of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think this is what we're feeling is there's a new wineskin, and it's really, it's the old that's becoming the new. We're going, oh, this isn't really new, but it's what the Lord really wants. The house that we have built, the 
house that, that man has built is not the house that the Lord wants to live in. He lives inside of us. And sometimes we, we misunderstand what church is. Church is not a building. It's not structures that, that man has created. The church is the body of Christ, and it has the Holy Spirit on the inside of it. And we are built up together with Christ as the cornerstone, and we're built on Him, on Him alone. And so the man-made things that, that the church has created, they have to come down. They, they can't be up any longer. And I think the Lord is saying, look, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with the man-made things. I want a church that is going to go after me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Andrew, no, what are you I, feeling? What are you sharing? Well, I, I'm, I'm stirred by all of it. Uh, having grown up in church and been around church a long time, uh, it can begin to, to feel stale. And, um, and, and you begin to kind of wonder, is this all that's it? And I think that's uh, largely you spoke to it, the disillusionment with the younger generation, with the next generation is we saw a lot of our parents attend and we think, is attending all that there is? Am I just supposed to come and, and warm a seat and punch in my attendance and give my gift? And, and God loves me and I'm yeah, happy and, and that's, move on. And that's it. Is that the abundant life that Christ died to give me, uh, church attendance? And and obviously, no, it's not. There's so much more to it. And so um, so I'm, I'm stirred. I'm inspired and, and I'm stirred. One of the things that I've been in is, is Luke 5. Uh, I've just going back even a few weeks to when Corey Russell was here and he said, hey, get oil, get intimacy with the Lord. And so I've been in the Gospels trying to get more of Jesus and being really inspired by other people that I see who have that relationship that when they pray or when they worship, you just see it and you're like, oh, they've got experience with the Lord. They've got history with the Lord. Not just history with church attendance, but history with the Lord. So I've so I've been in that place, and and in Luke five, I I was just reading, and I and I kind of stumbled into the passage that Pastor Mike had used on Sunday about uh, let's see Luke five thirty six, where Jesus gives him the illustration about the patches and the old cloth and the new cloth and the wine and the new wineskins and the old wineskins. But what I hadn't realized was the context that that's in was some some of the religious elite had questioned Jesus, and they they asked him, and I'm paraphrasing here, they said. Um, why don't you and your disciples fast? Why aren't, you know, John does it and we do it as the religious leaders, but why aren't you doing it? You and your disciples are always at these feasts and you're eating a bunch. And, and Jesus begins to explain to him that everything is changing. And, and that's when he goes to give them that illustration about the cloth and the wineskins. He tells them the bridegroom is here. So the guests and the, the people who are celebrating with the bridegroom they're not fasting, they're celebrating. But when he goes away, they'll be uh, fasting again. And, and just that, the way he addresses these things that are good, these things that have been done for a while, and these things that will even continue to happen, um, he addresses it in such a way that there's actually, he says, there's something better that's happening right now and, and no one's seeing it. And if you're only set on the old structures, you're going to miss it. And so my prayer lately, even as we're talking about these things, our team went through it, the teaching team went through it on Thursday and was praying through these things. We listened to it on Sunday and even now kind of recapping and restirring ourselves up in it. Um, what my prayer is, is, Lord, don't get me so caught up on church that I miss the kingdom. Lord, don't, don't get me so caught up on what is good that I miss what is, what is God and I miss what you're doing. And so, Father, give me eyes to see and ears to hear what you're really doing. Because Jesus wasn't telling them to abolish uh, a fasting practice. He wasn't teaching his disciples, oh, you don't have to fast because this is new covenant now and it's different. 
he actually says like, no, they'll be fasting again when I'm gone. But there's a, there's a season, kind of that Kairos times, where Jesus does something different and he shakes it up and things that were great in a season and might even be great again in another season aren't what he's calling his people, his followers to do in this season. And so as we're hearing what Mike is talking about and as we're thinking about, well, how is the church going to look differently? My big prayer is, Lord, don't let me miss it. Don't let me get caught up in what I used to do, but instead help me to see the, the thing that you're birthing now. Help me to see the, the new wineskin that you're preparing now so that I can be a part of your, the next move of God. That is so good. And, and just as you were saying that, I was feeling the, uh, the call to humility, mm. like how that it really uh, it requires humility in God's people for the change, yeah. for the difference, for the let's do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting that we were preaching and talking and, and the Lord was leading us in this, uh, this theme of humility before all of this started to hit, you know? It was humility and the shaking, right. humility and the shaking. Yeah. That was kind of like what the Lord was saying to us. Right. And and yeah. in the wineskin, the new wineskin, it has to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm what I'm feeling is, Marcus, stay humble before me. Yeah. Um, when I lead you, respond and be flexible. Mm-hmm. So good. I, I just see that the Lord confounds the wisdom of the wise. And uh, we cannot be wise in our, in our own understanding. Uh, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. But there is a, the fear of the Lord in this time is so key to this, I believe, too. Is, as we walk into a greater, we're coming into a, a phase or, or a season of greater uh, righteousness and holiness. And I know sometimes those words turn people off, but that's the Lord. It shouldn't turn people off. It should actually turn people on to like, yes, I want that righteousness. I want that holiness. And the Lord is drawing people in. And when he pours out his spirit, there it requires that greater righteousness. It requires that greater holiness. And that is a, there is a humility in that, that it's that dependence upon God alone, that it's, and this is what confounds the wisdom of the wise, like, it's not our ways, it's nothing that we thought we had figured out, and I think the Lord is about to tear some of these, these things down that man's wisdom has raised up, and even in the church to say, look what we've built, Look at these things, the wisdom that we have in this, and look how good it is. Uh, the Lord, even with, with the Tower of Babel, He let them build it. He let them build it up. He didn't, he didn't, like, the moment they decided to build it, just wipe it out. He actually let them build. And I believe sometimes He's let the church actually build some things up that are not to be built. And, and now is the time that he's going to bring them back down to the ground. And so what looks good in our eyes, what we go, wow, that's great. Like, look what the church is doing. Look at these things that have been, that have been built up. They look good for the moment, but when they come crashing down, we're going to see the reality of it, and we're going to see God's glory revealed, and we're going to see the true things that, that we need to actually go after, not the man things. Uh, it says that, that God does not dwell in things built by man. He, and so the things that we're building up, we have to be so careful that we don't build uh, things that are not. It's it's the Lord that that we <laughs> that builds. Um, we just we move in Him. We live, move, and have our being in Him. 
and we have to stay in that humble place. So I, I, I love where the Lord is taking us, stirring us. My hope is that, that we together, it's not like, hey, guys, good luck. We're, we're going to do this. We're going this way. We're in this together, and, but I, my hope is that let's luck arm in arm. Let's put our eyes on the Lord. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going, but He does, and all He wants is for us to be led by him. It's those, it says that those, the children of God are those that are led by the Spirit, not those that create their own things and do things for God. It's that those are led by the Spirit. So in this time, we have to be led, which means we're in the Word. We're seeking him. It's that when you seek me, I'll, I'll tell you the, the unsearchable things, the things that you couldn't even imagine. I'll show you these things. I'll lead you. I'll give you the nations when you seek me, when you ask of me. But but we have to do that, and that, ca- that causes us to come into a place of humility, that it's no longer the things that we think are good, but we say, God, I depend upon you. Amen. So let's pray. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah, else let's, you would Let's pray. Yeah. No, yeah. I think we're, hopefully this is stirring you guys. I, I, yeah, that's my prayer. I yeah. think that's our prayer, yeah. that yeah. this is not just the Rock staff going, hey, look what they're doing. Yeah. Pray with us. Let's engage with this together. And I would say, if you guys are getting things of the Lord, please share. Again, it is not, we, we've talked about this, but it is the, the, the work of the ministry is done by the saints. Mm-hmm. It's done, and, and those in the office of like pastor and teacher and uh, apostle and, and, and uh, evangelist and um, prophet. Prophet. <laughs> I did not forget the you prophet. Got, you threw one out <laughs> I of threw order. Him out of order. <laughs> threw me off. But, but I just want to encourage you that engage in this. Ask the Lord and, and tell us. You can email us at familyattherock.org. It's the kind of the new email that we're using here. That, but we want to know what the Lord is showing you and, and pray into that and share this. Just like I shared uh, Lynn Hart's, the, just the word that she had, the, the vision that she had. There are so many people, I believe, you guys are out there that you're getting words of the Lord that you're like, ah, it's probably not that important. It's important, and we want to hear it. We want to know it. We want your part is critical in where we're going, where the Lord's taking us. So, yeah, you guys want to pray? Yeah, I just felt praying this Philippians chapter 1, starting with verse 9. We're going to go 9 through 11. Um, It's a prayer that our love for God and our love for for people would abound, would grow. And then it says, and it would grow in knowledge and discernment so that we would approve or we would say yes to the excellent things God is calling us to. I was just feeling that as we were talking. We, uh, so let's, I'm just going to pray this and you guys can follow me. Lord, mm, one, we just, we thank you. We thank you for your leadership. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you that it is finished. We thank you that you have opened our eyes to your glory and to your majesty. And Lord, we ask you in this season, do it again. We pray that our love for Jesus would abound. That our love for others would abound still more and more. Would be overflowing both love for others and love for Jesus. And Lord, we ask that you would increase our discernment, 
and you would increase our, our intimate communion with you, our knowledge of God, our, our drawing near and seeking the Lord in this season. So we ask you increase our love, increase our discernment, so that when you speak, we would approve that we would say yes to the excellent things you were calling us to, to the excellent good works that you have for us in this next season, that that we would be that city set on a hill that is shining. Oh, that we would be those lights in a crooked and perverse generation holding out the word of life. We want to shine well for you in this season. So help us to approve the excellent things. Lord, we say, fill us with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Fill us with righteousness and let fruit abound from that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, no, I think that was great. All right. Well, we love you guys. Uh, man, I just encourage you to get in the Word. Um, ask the Lord for what he's, He wants to do uh, and share it with us And uh, as we share it with you. And let's, uh, let's, let's cross this Jordan together. And so we bless you. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you.